Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all around the world to help inspire you to live your happiest life. Maybe you're going through a tough season, or maybe you are struggling getting out of bed is you know a success for you wherever you're at on that spectrum in your life right now in that season right now my hope and my mission is that i would be able to inspire you through the conversations that i have with the guests on the show or if it's an episode where i'm talking on a specific topic by myself um, that i would be able to help give you that nudge that energy that love to keep you going one more day I'm really excited about this week's guest because you get to hear a little bit more of my foundational beginnings um, from my mom. So make sure to stay all the way towards the end. Uh, We do talk about this fun listening room competition and you'll see where we're at and how you can be a part of that. All right, check it out. All right, I am so excited and honored to share with everyone around the world where I came from, a little bit of where I came from. I've got my mom on the show. We've got Elizabeth here. Thank you so much for taking the time today. You're welcome. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Absolutely. And we also have our guest co- co-host interviewer. He may pop in with a question or two. And uh, what are we calling you? The unmarked soldier. (laughs) We're calling him. Um, So I always start the show with telling people, you know, how I meet my people that I'm interviewing. And I met you before I was even born, actually. Yes. uh, So let's let's talk a little bit about your journey, your story. Um, let's go back in time to um, your your upbringing. What, what was Elizabeth like as a child? Where'd you grow up? Things like that. Oh, well, Elizabeth, myself, was born in Ohio, mm-hmm. and I was the fifth child of uh, uh, Stephen and Kathleen Smith. And uh, by the time I was two, my mother was a single mom because my dad decided, well, I don't know if he really decided, but we think he had probably PTSD, but it was mm-hmm. not diagnosed. Um, mm-hmm. It was diagnosed as something other than um, that, and there yeah. was no help given. And yeah. so he left when I was two, and my oldest sister was 11. So there were five wow. of us in between, four boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, four girls and a boy. Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I have all boys now <laughs> in the house. That's, I think that's what does this to my brain. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, <laughs> masculinity. <laughs> yes. Yes. All that testosterone. So um, when I was near the end of my second grade year, my mom decided to move us from Ohio to Illinois. So she'd be closer to her sisters and brothers that lived in Illinois and Iowa. And mm-hmm. so... Um, mid-year, it was closer to the end, probably like maybe uh, about this time. Mm-hmm. Um, she packed up, Mayflower came, took all our belongings, and we drove across to Illinois. And I went to school, uh, second, the end of second grade. And then she got, um, she had already gotten a job somehow um, with the, uh, the Kelsberg Research Hospital as a secretary slash, um, I don't know what else she did besides typing and and whatnot and Uh um 
We settled in Galesburg, Illinois, and stayed there until I was in ninth grade. And she was done with single parenting. She wanted to go out on a few dates. So she put me in boarding school. And so I went to boarding school for a year Uh with the nuns. And uh, she met Walter B. And they got married at Christmas time of my ninth grade year. So after um, I was done with uh, boarding school for that year, mm-hmm. public school, it was. So culture shock. Wow. Yeah. I've always been in Catholic school. So <laughs> uh-huh. that was interesting. But I went because I went to live with my mom and stepdad. And uh-huh. then it worked out okay until my the summer of my senior year, before my senior year in high school, um, Walter was really ill. He had um, some type of a lung problem, and uh, they later operated on him, I think, October or November of that year, mm-hmm. and he last half of one of his lungs, and I don't know if it was oh. cancer or, or what it was, but he worked in a uh, bindery company where I'm sure there were a lot of toxic um, odors and, and whatnot. And, um, bindery, like that's book? what, Like, oh. yeah, like a, it was called Dizonier's... Um, bindery or Dizonier's company or whatever in Moline, Illinois. And uh, anyway, he was not getting sleep because he was not feeling well. And so he decided when he heard me and my neighbor friend giggling on the back porch, it wafted up to their room and he was like really mad. So he said, get her out of here. I'm sick of her noise. Blah, blah, blah. And so my sister said, well, she can come and live with me. So I went back to Galesburg. Wow. So and how My old were you when that happened? 15? I, well, six, almost 16, I think, because, uh, uh, yeah, it was the summer, so I was going to be 16 and uh, going to be in my senior year. And ah, But my sister That's came cool. to the rescue and, and let me live with her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And so then I went back to school with friends that I had grown up with, um, just had been away from them for three years, and so kind of reunited friendships, which was it turned out to be a good thing because uh, one of the, the nuns at the, the Catholic school said, hey, you know, there's some, in them, some auditions happening at WIU down the road. Why don't you audition? See if you can get a, a scholarship and go to college. Oh. I'm like, college? Oh, okay. So they heard you sing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the Lord was in it. You know, he knew where he wanted me to go and what he wanted me to do. And so uh-huh. I went down for the audition and, and, Got a letter saying, we'd love to have you come, full ride. And I'm like, full nice. ride? Whoa, baby, sign Woo. me up. And where yeah. was that at? That was at Western Illinois University Western. in, uh, I think it was in Macomb. I can't remember the, the town it was in. Anyway, uh-huh. it was in Illinois. So I went down there. And then the opera uh, director, one of the stipulations was I had to, you know, take music, of course. And, and uh, we had to do had to do operas. And so I'm like, oh, cool. I've never done this. This will, this will be fun. And so then he decided he got a job the next year in Minnesota and asked uh, myself as a soprano and asked Sandy as an alto and asked, I forget the two guys' name, the tenor and the bass, would you like to come with me to Morehead? Wow. I'll get you the same type of uh full ride if you want to come and I'm like wow Minnesota cool I've never been out of the state hardly that sounds like fun so road trip right yeah so we we went up there and and uh graduated Mm -hmm. uh, a couple years later and 
uh, decided for another road trip to celebrate graduating from college and went to San Diego, free rent for the summer, Mm -hmm. and got hooked up with a wonderful voice teacher, Joe Klein, that was out there. And and one of my college profs had always said, hey, if you ever get a chance to go to California, look up Joe Klein, have him, you know, teach you more than what I can teach you. And so, because it was an artist in resident guy who was kind of a flibbity gibbet, but had a wonderful voice. And I thought, well, okay. So I did. I, I sent a letter and Mr. Klein said, sure, you can come for the summer. I'll, I'll be happy to give you lessons. And wow. so I went out to California and he listened to me. And, and near the end of the summer, I was supposed to, I had gotten a, a fellowship to go to Carnegie Mellon. And he said, you know, I'm really right. concerned about you going to Carnegie Mellon. You're going to be they're going to demand that you do a lot of singing. It's because it's, it was performance stipulation and, mm-hmm. and the living stipend was like nothing, but you know, they called it a full ride. Like they $500 said, or something. Oh, it was like a hundred bucks. I mean, this is back oh, in the dark ages, Aaron. <laughs> it was 120 bucks or something like that living stipend a month. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'll starve to death. But anyway, wow. <laughs> I digress. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> I saw, I thought, you know, He's concerned. He's a vocal expert. And I think I'm going to stick with him for a year or two. So I sent Carnegie Mellon a letter and said, thank you so much for considering me and for offering me this. I'm so sorry. I hope this doesn't put you in a bind. Maybe down the road when I feel like I'm vocally healthy, if you you offer it again, I'd love to be considered down the road uh, for a similar type uh, assignment or deal. And never heard back from him again, but that's okay because, you know, the Lord was in it and, you know, got my voice healthy, got my, um, he thought I had warped my larynx by singing some of the heavy operas that, you know, you do what you're told to do, you know, and you, you know, you, you use what you can. So um well okay so now here I am in California what am I going to do oh well okay I'll apply for a job and uh because I'd worked for some lawyers in the summer and they were ding-dongs and I just thought no I can't I can't work there (laughs) what did you do for the lawyers um like secretarial uh, stuff or yeah and I had to deliver um you know uh what do you call them um this is your summons to be in oh. court. don't shoot the don't shoot the deliverer you know <laughs> that sounds dangerous <laughs> yeah it was kind of it was weird I didn't really know what I was getting into but, you know, <laughs> you're like sure I'll take this paycheck <laughs> yeah ignorance is bliss so then I got a, a job at the union up in LA and the credit union retail clerks union mm-hmm. and um uh, a couple years down the road a uh, young man came in for uh, a loan car loan Mm-hmm. And uh, his name was Walter B. And uh, I didn't want to wait on him because, oh, I just, I had become a, a new believer and I thought I'd work through a lot of stuff that, um, hard stuff that was kind of in my heart and mind, but mm-hmm. I was a long way from being grown up. And <laughs> when I saw his name on the application, I thought, oh, I can't wait on this guy. His name's the same as my stepdad's. Oh. <laughs> so, but I was the only clerk available. So they plunked him down in front of me and he was oh. cute, but, you know, he was nice. But, and he saw all this paraphernalia that I had on my desk of helping people to realize their need for the savior because I had little books and I had little flyers and I had little tracks and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, so he was like, oh, this girl must be a Christian. Oh, huh. 
Well, so he got the loan. And then he, when he came to get this check, he said, by the way, could I take you out to dinner to, because, to say thank you? And I said, well, sure, why not? <laughs> and so he got the loan, he got the girl, uh, they got married. Uh, they ended up having three kids, two boys and a girl. And uh, that that's was me. <laughs> that's you. So. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome for saying yes, right? <laughs> that's a so, lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So anyway, that was, you know, long story short. Um, and now here I am, uh, yeah. five and a half years later of the beginning of widowhood. And uh, but now I have uh two grand boys in the house and the son and a grand dog that's a boy and <laughs> another dog that was daddy's dog that's a yeah. boy and so I'm the only girl so yeah. it's kind you of need a, to get a fish we're... or something <laughs> uh, I think they're boys too uh, they got <laughs> fish over there <laughs> well so, but you've done a lot out. you've had you've had a lot you've gone through a lot um you're pretty fearless, you know, you, you went full ride to college, you had all these transitions in your schooling, and then you were like, sure, I'll go to a new state, sure, what? you must have, going back to the, the fact that you were, you were chosen, you were the only alto, or soprano, excuse me, chosen, and there was only four people mm-hmm. chosen to be invited when the, the opera professor mm-hmm. moves to this other school, that had to make you feel really special. When did you know that you had this, this musical gift? Was it, was it during the audition process or did you know that at a younger age? Well, I, you know, we always sang at the house. We were always yeah. harmonizing because grandma would sit down, my mom would sit down at the piano and we girls, uh, Rob didn't really join in uh, maybe on, you know, one out of 10 songs, but mm-hmm. um, we always were harmonizing. And so I just kind of grew up thinking everybody was that way. Yeah. You know? And then, and then when I got to, when I had to take, uh, you know, actual musical courses, I was like, dang, what? Ooh, uh, what's a fourth? What's a fifth? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the mechanics of music was baffling to me because mm-hmm. I'd never, I mean, I'd taken piano lessons, but I didn't learn um, theory, music theory, and I didn't, you know, I didn't, I just, I knew I had a good ear, and so I didn't really know how to sight read even, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I would just, I guess I learned it by auditory, you know, yeah. and uh, although I'd plunk it down on the piano, so I guess it was sight and auditory, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't really feel like I really, I mean, I was like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm, give me that music, sure, I can sing that, okay, no big deal, um, but it wasn't then until uh, when I went up to Minnesota and Mr. Olvis started opening up the, uh, those of us who took voice lessons from him, uh, the back of the throat and understanding how you need to support your singing with your, um, uh, your diaphragm, you mm-hmm. know, gently placed down because you're taking a big abdominal breath and you're, you're holding it and you're, you're letting the sound out. And, you know, it was like, Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I didn't know I could make so much noise with my voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I knew I talked a lot and I knew I had a big mouth, but I didn't know, you know, <laughs> there could be a vocal uh, production that mm-hmm. was pleasing, you know? So yeah. Yeah. 
neat. That's that's mm-hmm. really powerful. Now, you were in quite a few um, musicals as well. Were those considered operas or operettas or? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I have my opera scores from like Marriage of the Figaro and um, uh, I can't even think of it. No, we didn't. Uh-uh. Um, if I, <laughs> the brain, uh, yeah, Showboat was, that's considered a musical. And that was after college. Oh, that was, that was after? Glenn, okay. Yeah, that was the Glendale Opera. And that was just before um, your dad and I got married. Yeah, the summer before, oh. the spring and the summer. And, um, okay. uh, you know, so a combination of things. And, and you know, because I have a sort of a lyric coloratura sound, I knew I wasn't going to be a, you know, like a uh, big, big, uh, oh, what's the word I want? Couldn't fill a huge auditorium, but, you know, I could fill it enough over a small orchestra. And uh, that was kind of the goal that I thought I was going to do. And then after I came to the Lord, it was like, wow, well, why don't I use it to bring, hopefully, some health and glory to him, you know, to people that are in church. Why do I feel like I need to, um, you know, be a Leontine Price or uh, I don't even know who the opera singers are any <laughs> now, but um, uh, I, I felt like he'd given me this instrument and I need to, to be willing to relinquish what I thought I should be doing and find out what he wanted me to do with it and yeah. use it, you know, use it in that way. If it was just volunteering, great. You know, if it was um, making money some way to help the family or whatever, that'd be great too. But um, to have the, the big career, I no longer um, longed after that. I, I felt a real fulfillment in marriage and bringing my kids up and, yeah. and helping them to know the Lord and, and helping them to be good citizens of uh, you know, of the United States and, and the world and, um, you know, so yeah. change of focus, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a heart change, definitely. And I remember, I always thought that all kids, you know, went to weddings and funerals and their parents sang at them because that's what I grew <laughs> up with. <laughs> like, what do you mean you've never been to a funeral? You're 25. <laughs> I've been to probably 50. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> indeed. You mm-hmm. did it. You did a great job um, teaching us. You know, volunteering through through the gifts that we've been given. And I remember you doing Sunday school and singing mm-hmm. those, practicing those silly songs. You know, and we'd tease you at at home. You know, play fun or whatnot. But you were doing it so that you could help minister to other families in the community mm-hmm. and whatnot. So. Uh, when uh, when did you and Aunt Carol start singing together? Do you remember about? Uh, Two thousand five is on one of our um, uh, what do you call it? Master CDs. So I think that you know that's that's when we officially resurrected singing together because it was after Mama died, after Joyce died, oh, um, and she died. Okay. She passed away in two thousand four. Carol and I had sung together off and on because um, we had done like programs at, at grandma's church and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, kind of hit and miss and whatnot. And, but it was as, as Joyce was laying in that little bed and 
just uh, languishing and but we would bring music to her and yeah. Carol and I would sing well I think you guys joined in when we yeah. go over yeah um, I know the Herods came one time and brought some music to her and it just ministered to her I mean she had her little boom box I think that had, or maybe she had a little cd player that she would go to sleep at night with it was a real comfort and so uh Carol said why don't we bring this to other people in nursing homes? Why don't we yeah. bring up some of these, these oldie moldy songs that the, the people that we were going to, to minister to know them better than we do because they grew <laughs> up with them. Yeah. And of course now I can't, you know, now it's like, Oh yeah, I know that song. <laughs> um, but so we thought, well, gosh, maybe some places would like to hear that. And so yeah. She, you know, she's so administratively minded. She's a wonder. And so she started calling around, yes. And your price is, and we're like, free? Oh, yeah, come on, <laughs> bring it on. And so, yeah. So, you know, every once in a while we'd get like a little stipend. And so we would put it into music or mm-hmm. into equipment or whatever and get a better mic or get a, yeah. something that isn't going to squeal or whatever. And, uh, before Uncle Earl passed away, he loved it so much. He so he gave us some money, and we got you know the new soundboard that wasn't Aww. you know killing our backs because yeah. it was the old one was so it was so stinking heavy. We were like Ugh, you know done in before we did our concert. So anyway, that's how she and I got started um, doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and that was yeah. neat to watch too because I I went to a few of your performances and. Mm-hmm. To see, you know, the 80, 90 year old standing up and singing yeah. along with you and dancing. And they knew all the lyrics, but, you know, yes, the they, knew them they better had to me. eat the day before. They wouldn't be able to tell you that, but they could tell yes. you all the lyrics of the song and sing all the, sing all exactly. the melodies. Yes, um, it ministered. And, and one lady was so ill. They asked us if we could, when we were done with our program, could you just bring one song back to her? So we took one of the medleys, the hymn medleys. Uh-huh. And sang to her in her room, just with the little boombox, not, we didn't bring all of our equipment. Yeah. And she went to glory that night. And so we just thought, wow, wow. this is, this is powerful. Thank you, Lord, for letting yeah. us kind of tag along and be yeah. one of your helpers, so to speak, yeah. in body. Yeah. I give them some peace towards the end of their exactly. Time yeah. 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 I remember when, when you guys agreed to come to the psych hospital where this, this whole move happy movement started and mm-hmm. saying your, your, uh, I want to say it was your patriotic set. It probably was. Yeah. Somewhat, um, sing-alongs mm-hmm. and they loved it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Later on, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, they ended up taking a photo and then including all the names of all the volunteers and they emailed it out to every single state employee in Washington state. And there's 119,000 employees. Oh, Oh, wow. Who (laughs) knew? Yeah. Yeah. You got to be a part of that by, you know, saying yes and not being afraid to do something new. So, yeah. Elizabeth. Yes. Now that I listen to your story, now mm-hmm. I know where Erin got a lot of her top qualities. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Especially the love that she has for veterans and first responders and everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely a continuation of, of your ministry, uh, more using the internet and whatnot with, with everything going on in the world and the pandemic. That was something that I, I said, mm-hmm. why not? 
why not continue this? Because I remembered um, asking you and you said, you know, all the all the um, elderly folks homes, all the facilities weren't allowing any visitors. And so yeah. you weren't able to minister, which is like a huge thing for them to look forward to, you know, at least once a year. Some of these places you probably performed a couple of times a year and then they mm-hmm. weren't able to see you and, and sing along with you guys anymore. So yeah, hopefully they are starting to open back up for you. Well, we'll see what our governor allows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, lots and lots of things. You said yes to a lot of things that I would say you're a pretty fearless woman. So I get, I think I get that from you a little bit from dad, but definitely a lot from, from you moving across the country. And then I did that later on too in life. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so for those that, you know, might have similar background to you, maybe they're a mom or they're a grandma, or maybe they're um, a teacher, you know, or a substitute or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, in the educational sector, what are some tips and strategies you can share uh, with with them that you've learned in keeping a positive mindset um, despite you know maybe going through some some challenging seasons? Hmm. Well, as I always have said, when I would go into a substitute because I you know I substituted for twenty years um, that I didn't go in by myself. Jesus and I went in there. And it, it's okay, Lord, what are we going to do today? And no matter um, what the classroom was like, um, I knew that Jesus had my back and that um, I could be in a classroom full of precious, precious ones with one icky one that might be a pretty strong-willed and bordering on obnoxious. But... Um, I would ask the Lord to take my critical spirit and just help me see these kids as you see them, because we're all in the process of learning and growing and none of us has arrived yet, least of all me. And, you know, substitute when, when kids find out they're going to have a substitute, (laughs) it's like, Oh, and you know that. And so you go in with as as much of a sense of humor as you can muster (laughs) up and uh, and with the patience of, uh, you know, I don't want to say the patience of Job because it wasn't that, but uh, as much patience as, as you can muster. And ask, ask the Lord to help you see these kids as he sees them, not as you're seeing them, because I don't know their heart motive. I don't know their yeah. story. Yeah. I don't know, you know, what they have to live through each day before they get to school and then when yeah. they go home. Um, you know, I was just there for the moment. And, you know, help me to be a blessing to these kids as much as possible. And don't let me blow the top of my head off today. Yeah. (laughs) With anger, you know, just trying to, you know, keep it as light as possible and get as much work done as possible. Because I always would come in, I'd give them lecture 99. Okay, now I know I'm a substitute, but your teacher has left wonderful plans and we are going to get all of this work accomplished if at all possible. Are you with me? And so kind of trying to get them on my team yeah, to set the, you know, the, the, um, the scene, so to speak, mm-hmm. that I know you guys can do this, but you got to make the choice to do it. And so yeah. let's do it, you know, and then we start going and <laughs> you always had at least one that didn't want to do it. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. So that's what I would say. Love it. And do you think uh, your upbringing and the challenges that you experienced 
did that, do you think that that had anything to do with your compassion and ability to, to help educate students? And because many of the students in the schools that you would sub in, I would say are similar backgrounds, not all single parent families, but Mm -hmm. many, many were low income or, and, or, um, you know, maybe divorced families or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Probably so. And I, you know, wouldn't have necessarily known that because Mm -hmm. when I was growing up in the fifties, it was not the norm, so to speak for Mm -hmm. a single parent, you know, they were, they were basically two parent uh, families, but as we know, you know, society kind of, spirals downward. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. Um, there were a lot of single parent kids and divorced and, you know, two and three blended families and whatnot. And that, that is probably, you know, the Lord was preparing me by allowing me to go through that as a kid. And, and I didn't understand why Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't get to have a daddy at my house, but, um, you know, I certainly have a heavenly father, Abba father that, uh, was there all the time. And and I just didn't know it, you know, but he was preparing me and, and, um, you know, growing me into something that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm very selfish, but, um, you know, the Lord can, can use that. And, uh, if we're willing, you know, to let him have the reins of Mm -hmm. our life to, uh, make us better than we could ever be by ourselves, you know, on our own. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Great tips on positive mindset too. Uh, So what are some strategies that you've learned in building healthy friendships or healthy, maybe coworker relationships? Oh, well, uh, that little saying, I think it's a saying, be the friend you want others to be to you uh, sticks out in my mind that, you know, be kind, be patient. Yeah. Be loving, laugh, you know, laugh together, not laugh at. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you need to bite your tongue when that little critical spirit rises up and you want to tell your friend, ah, probably bite your tongue. You yeah. Know? And <laughs> only give the advice if they're asking for it, you know, because um, silence is golden. And, you know, it makes me think about Job and his three friends that came to him when he was you know so depressed after losing everything and they mm-hmm. sat with him on the ground Aaron <laughs> for seven days and seven nights and oh, wow. did not speak a word wow because they saw that his pain was so great and of course his little wife said curse God and die well don't yeah. go there you know yeah but if we remember that it's not all about me that yes, I'm in center stage right now, but, and, uh, and all the other people around me are not bit players. You know, we're all yeah. equal. God uh, loves each one of us individually tremendously more than we could even imagine. And if God loves us, then my goodness, if I'm created in his, his image, I should be able to love others too. And so, you know, going back to that, be the friend you want others to be with you, yeah. I think is, um, you know, kind of primo, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, you know, hard to do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I would say also like both you and dad were really good about having healthy friendships. Like I just remember, you know, a lot of 
um, gatherings, whether it was like your Tuesday Bible study night where you guys would rotate to different houses or, you know, Tim Mm -hmm. and Rebecca or, you know, Mm -hmm. all the friends that, uh, you know, Chuck and Arlene, all these people that were around us constantly, it was like extra sets of parents, you know, usually it was good because they were encouraging Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, until we get to the teen years, of course. But I would say, I would say just the choices that you guys made and being intentional about who you chose to hang around. And also mm-hmm. probably like having sisters too. You're staying up late at night after we all went to bed and then, you know, reaching out and catching up with mm-hmm. your with your siblings and whatnot probably helps. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All those people have helped mold me to, you know, the person that I've become also. So yeah. 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 Make good choices. Mm-hmm. That's right, you did. And uh, so our, our third pillar of Move Happy is about movement, of course. And and I would say uh, between the two parents that raised me that you definitely were the stronger influence as far as, you know, physical activity, sports, movement, like encouraging that just by being that role model. Uh, always, we were always doing something with our bodies, whether we were at the Y mm-hmm. or walking or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, what What is your favorite way, or if you have a few favorite ways to move your body that don't cost a lot? Oh, walking, 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 walking. Wow. And especially, you know, the older I get, walking is a good thing. You know, jogged years ago, but that's hard on the, the um, uh, joints. And so uh, walking is such so much kinder, you know, and stretching. And I have a foam roller that I roll out on occasionally. It's painful sometimes when I'm rolling on some of those fascia areas that need to be stretched, Mm -hmm. but um, it's all good and it's cheap. You know, I mean, I think I paid 20 bucks for the roller, but here it is 10, 15, 20 years later. Yeah, good Um, investment. Yeah, gardening is also because you're up and down, you're stretching, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're leaning in, you're pulling, you're tugging. Of course, sometimes my hands at the end of a week are like, ah, I've been gardening, ow. But it's, you know, it's good for your, for your body. And then yeah. there are a couple of online, online um, uh, things that I do that uh, there's, there's one, she's such a cutie. She's like two inches wide, mere spelt training. Um, she gives... <laughs> She gives a uh, free, um, like, okay, here's, here's a great exercise group for your arms or mm-hmm. here's uh, for your glutes or here's for your, you know, whatever. And it's free. It's online. Well, I pay, you know, the internet, but, you know, all I have to do is do tap, tap. And uh, uh, so there's a couple of, uh, I'm sure there's quite a few that are online that are, that are free. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so that's kind of that. And, and, and a massage therapist years ago, told me to do the hallelujah arms and that helps stretch those pectoral muscles and relieve. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's free, you know, and it stretches, stretches the pecs and then it, it, uh, helps your, uh, is it your trapezius? I'm not sure what's in your back that gets kind of jammed up and, oh, it's like, oh, that feels so good. Hallelujah. So yeah, Yeah. that's kind of what I do. And (laughs) walk into a doorway and and stretch on either side of the doorway and that kind of helps you yeah get your hallelujah arms going Mm -hmm. love it love it yeah Yeah. and going back to the gardening thing not a lot of Mm -hmm. people talk about gardening's um 
I would say physiological health, but I've heard a lot about, you know, earthing and different terminologies. I think you have a book on earthing. Yeah, but grounding. Like the grounding mm-hmm. and whatnot. There's something to yeah. do, and I, you know, other people could explain it better, but something to do with like the neurons, the protons, something, oh. how it balances. Can, do you, do you, oh. can you speak on that? I, you know, I really don't have any uh, authority type uh, comments other than we are electrical beings and we are magnetic. I mean, we kind of have, you know, this compass or not compass, what is it? Magnet? I'm not sure. Um, But (laughs) as you ground yourself walking on the ground, getting your shoes and socks off and actually, you know, physically walking on the ground, you Mm -hmm. are, um, you're connecting, you know, with the earth and hugging a tree. I know, you know, tree huggers it was a negative thing <laughs> years ago but <laughs> but it's it's good because that's a live um entity and mm-hmm. it's you know grounded its roots are in the ground and and it's very healthy i i just last week listened to um uh, a global energy summit which was very cool and they were talking about different energy uh things that you can do to increase your um your their, your longevity but your health you know, being healthy into your older years. And um, it was really interesting. I just sat in amazement as these people really have expertise in it. And they, you know, they can, they can see the fields of energy and they can, they've got, I don't know what they're called, but meters that they can measure it and say, oh yeah, this is actually, you know, energy that you're emanating and, Mm -hmm. and it's flowing off of you and go, go to the garden, you know, (laughs) go to the backyard and get some, Get some vitamin D and and, uh, get some energy from the earth and you'll be healthier. Yeah. So, yeah. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love it. Yeah. Great, great activities. Mm -hmm. So other people that might be leaning towards walking or gardening, do a little bit of everything. Try it Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Get moving a little bit every day. Yeah. You (laughs) don't move, you lose. You know, I mean, you just get all stiff. And so, yep. Keep moving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... Mm -hmm. What what is something that you're really passionate about right now that um, that we can support you with at Move Happy? Any any nonprofits or anything? How can we help you? Well, um, I you know I tied to my local church and I give um, little bits to several different charities and mm-hmm. um, you know I could name off a few, but um, I love what you know what you are doing to help the first responders and the, the, the vets. And I would love for, you know, a, a rush of support for your Erin um, Nicole Ministries. I think that would just be, that would, that would make my heart happy Aww. that, uh, you know, that that would happen for you because um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's a, a blessed thing that you're, that you're doing and people uh, if they aren't, involved in or have a friend who is one or whatever don't realize how important mental health and um uh, you know just the stability of Mm -hmm. that that's needed um for our veterans and and you know for our first responders and you know if we want to have a, a wonderful country continue we need to have healthy people yeah, um, that are helping to make sure that 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 does happen because mm-hmm. it doesn't just happen by somebody will take care of it. Well, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Somebody who's healthy can take care of that. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. If anyone mm-hmm. does want to donate their time or uh, financial resources, they can go to erinnicoleministries.org. And uh, we, uh, we always love closing out the show with a random on the spot impromptu question. So I'm going to randomly have our unmarked soldier <laughs> think of the question. <laughs> Any question, random question you want to ask her? Um, Usually it's like silly. Uh, like, just like, like <laughs> think, he's uh, thinking. Um, <laughs> Well, she said, well, I don't know what to ask because she seems like a beautiful person. Yeah. Usually questions <laughs> are like, what, what do you love to eat for breakfast? Something silly. Oh, something oh. silly, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll ask you a question. Um, if you had to be anywhere in the world, where would you like to be now? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, I think I would like to be right where I am right now because (laughs) I am uh, engaged in a wonderful conversation with my precious daughter and her soldier man. And um, (laughs) it's, you know, it's, it's a blessed thing to, uh, to be able to do this, you know, not, not everybody does or can, you know, have good communication with their kids. And it just blesses me that I'm able to be here chatting with you too. And I don't know what kind of little uh, words of wisdom, if any, that fall out of my mouth, but hopefully if they do and did, um, you know, it will bless someone else down the road. So that's what I would say. Yeah. So what you're saying is, that within your mind and within the mind of everybody, all people, mm-hmm. we can create our love and our happiness right where we are. Oh, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well, this has been fun, Mom. Thanks again for taking the time today. You bet. Thank you for asking me. I was a little... Nervous about it, but <laughs> and then when the technical stuff was a little crazy, I thought, oh, shoo, oh, 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 there's a phone call. Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> let's get it, let's do it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Any last words of wisdom before we end the recording? Um, gosh, there are so many things that you know, I wish I, uh, I, I think I would just like like to say Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Okay. Trust, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Beautiful. Proverbs. That is beautiful. Yeah. Oh.
All right. That's a wrap folks. Thanks so much for listening to the move happy movement podcast. I hope you learned something today. I hope that we added value to you. If we did, it would mean the world to me. If you would share it with someone that you care about, um, or maybe even post about it on social media and tag us. And for those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, you are aware of our fun listening room competition. And for those of you just popping in for the first time, uh, we are doing a fun little contest to help get us more downloads, to help get uh, the conversation uh, going in in more people's ears, uh, to help inspire more people to live a life that they were designed to live. And the way we're doing that is tracking the number of downloads of the show. Once we get to 10,000 episode downloads, um, and you can access this 24 seven. If you go to the move happy.podbean.com, that's T H E M O V E H A P P Y dot P O D B E A N dot com. You can see where we're at uh, day or night. And, uh, in order to be a part of the contest, uh, when you're sharing and tagging us, that helps bring attention to your channel. And when you like and subscribe and write a review on iTunes, that helps as well. Um, or if you shoot us a DM on any social media and let us know how you are applying what you've learned on the episodes uh, to help us uh, continue what we're doing. And where we're at right now with the downloads, we've got 32, 33. So we're doing really great, over 3,000 downloads so far. Um, we don't pay for ads. We don't pay for bots. And because of you and your listenership, uh, we're ranked in the top 10% in the world on Listen Notes. I still don't really know how that's possible, but I'm grateful for you all. So the best way to tag us on social media, you can go on Facebook, or it's going to be turned uh to the name Meta soon, not sure when. Um, and Instagram is the same; it's owned by the same company. Um, TikTok is owned by a different company, but the handle is the same on all three. The little at sign, the real move happy. So T H E R E A L M O V E H A P P Y. On Twitter, you can tag us at Move Happy Team T E A M. We are on LinkedIn. Both Aaron Nicole, my main page, professional page, and um, also. The business page for Move Happy is the little at sign move dash happy. You'll see the gray and lavender logo with the little registered circle on there. On Snapchat, you can snap us your, your photo and maybe add some text on top of it, letting us know which part of the episode really stood out to you and how you're applying it. You can tag us at the move happy. And I'm trying to think other social media on Getter, G-E-T-T-R. If you're on there, it's uh, mainly a Republican platform. Uh, but I encourage all people, if you're getting censored on social media and you want your voice to be heard, you can check us out there and follow us at Move Happy. And if you are a gamer and you have uh, a Twitch channel, you can follow us on uh, Twitch at Move Happy as well. And thank you again so much for your continued support or if you're brand new to Move Happy, would love to connect with you on social media and see how we can support you. 
And earlier in the show, uh, my mom made reference to my nonprofit, Erin Nicole Ministries. If you do feel so inclined and you'd like to donate some uh, some money our way, we'd be grateful for that. Uh, the way we're using the funds, I'm not taking a salary. Um, I use it to either upgrade equipment, uh, pay for website domains, um, and the uh, website access. Um, there is some legal fees involved with submitting paperwork to make things approved um, as like a 501c3 um, and then just compensating our guest musicians and whatnot this year we're actually in the launch phase and developing still and kind of refining we did the first one um, but we're doing a musical medical conference to help improve the treatment of people and patients with depression specifically for our veterans and first responders so we did the first one in february and i'm calling it real entertainment therapy experience We're going to do the next one in May. We've got another one in August and then one in December with a keynote speaker, two hours of original music, one hour of breakout session instruction from medical practitioners, business instructors, and those that work with our children in the school system uh, so that you can get a holistic perspective and education so that we all can improve in our treatment of people with depression and our first responders and veterans are 10 times more likely to contemplate suicide or suicidal ideations so that is why um, I am targeting that population because if we can help the most sensitive populations then we should be able to help everybody else um, in everyday practice so the main big goal of this event is to eventually get it officially uh, accredited through the Joint Commission. And so everyone that participates in it, it is a free community event. And we just ask that you fill out the data, fill out the survey pre and then afterwards, and then a follow-up down the road would be six months, one year, and seven years so that we can submit that information to the the gold standard, uh, the Joint Commission, and eventually have this white-papered and available for all universities to teach and train as the first global entertainment therapy for veterans and first responders that might lean more towards an entertainment space. Maybe they are a musician, maybe they are an actor, comedian, dancer, performer of some type, and that is uh, what really helps them to get in their joyful, happy state of mind. So thank you so much. You can go straight to Erin Nicole Ministries. That's E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E m-i-n-i-s-t-r-i-e-s dot o-r-g and donate any amount and i'm really grateful for you all if you want to donate your time i am looking for a couple more uh, board members and then we can submit it i have to have five in order to submit it as a 501c3 official um, nationally recognized nonprofit. So thank you for your considerations. You can shoot me an email directly on the website if you're interested in that or sending me people uh, to help uh, with volunteers, performers, whatnot. All right. I love you guys. And thank you so much. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next week.